Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm getting so annoyed and with that. You even know. You yeah, even waited. Think, you just I think you waited for like a second there to like as if to say, No, go on, Getty, go on, Getty. And then you went anyway. It's cheeky. It's cheeky. Yeah, I I think even I'm annoyed <laughs> by it. I'm not sure how long I can do this for before I start just wanting to delete my own voice from this podcast. Well, you promised um, the fa- you promised the fans that you're going to cut all of them together. I know. So maybe we can do a mid-season cut and then I can change it up. Because like I mean, life is already repetitive enough. <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't think we need to add any more any more repetition to it. How are you? Uh, yeah. How are I'm you, okay. bro? I'm okay. Good. Busy week. Mm, Very busy. That's good. But like, good busy. Yeah. You know, it's really nice to. It's, it's nice to that this is kind of get going again, and you know, people are starting to like. I don't know. Just start to move again. It feels nice. I, you, you, there's a bit of anticipation in the air, which is uh, it's a nice feeling. What yes. about you? Yes, I'm good. I'm well. I'm contented. I moved back to London only a few days ago. So that's nice. It's nice to have a change of scene. It's nice to be somewhere different. I wake up. What's and it's London? Have you been out and about yet? Like, have you been for a um, Yes, I have. The area. And I have indeed. It, is it? Is it sort of... Because um, I remember when I went to London at the end of the last lockdown, hmm. it... it no one was really abiding by anything. Well, there's no one there. I was there on a Thursday afternoon for my my allotted walk time, and I thought I'll walk into yeah. Central. Ta- I'll walk into Central, see what's going on. And it's it's dead. It's completely dead. So yeah, it is completely. Yeah, I've seen um quite a few Instagrams of people who've who've walked in or cycled in, mm. and it's eerie. I can't remember. Eerie is the day. word. I think it was Covent Garden. Covent yes. Garden. It was. I was honestly, about to say that. It was dead. There was no. Not there's no one in the picture. Mm-hmm. I could not believe it. And it was like midday. Yeah. It. It is. Eerie That's is the so, word. And you go. So bizarre. You go round. It's just these empty streets, which are normally, you know, bustling, and then get to the theatres, and they're closed up, and the lights are on around the show signs over the bill. What do you call them? Not the billboards, but the um marquees and stuff they're all just kind of yeah it's just all boarded up it's, just, it's it's quite sad to be honest with you it is quite sad as a theater person walking around an empty london with nothing going on um but, but it's good to know that nymax are opening mary poppins is opening again mm-hmm. gearing up six mm-hmm. is opening um jamie i think the mischief folks are, are mm-hmm. getting ready to go again so yeah it's good things are happening that's really positive. Guys, things are happening you know, it's 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 getting there. I, I imagine this. I think there's quite a lot in the pipeline. I think people have had loads of time to work on things and just a bit, yeah, just a bit just, of time, not very much, but yeah. enough, enough time. Yeah. You know. So I think I re- I think theatre's going to come back with a bang, and I've said it before. I think there's some really exciting developments happening on the, you know, with all the streaming uh, side of things that we've seen over the past year. I'm going to be interested to see how that gets incorporated with uh, with the theatre as we know it. So, yeah. Uh, but yes, this week's letter <laughs> is, of course... I! Yes, I. I Now, I. I was a weird one, because there's, there's not a lot. Not really. There wasn't a lot, was there? No, not really. There was a lot of... In fact, I think there was like six, and two of them were off-Broadway, and I think only two were on actual broadway or west end yeah something like that it wasn't entirely it wasn't entirely fruitful was it but we've obviously uh, landed on the the dazzling the espectacular why are you nodding at me uh, do you not do no do not. no no do you not? <laughs> when, oh. when have i ever oh. done that is that just for guests i don't yeah. know but you did that's it. just that's just for the guests hey. mate Oh, no, well, I, in the Heights. Well, yeah, you've never... <laughs> in the Heights. We're doing In the Heights. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it gets. Well done. 
Yes, we are. We are doing in the heights. Yeah, I I've not seen it. I'm really I'm really upset. I didn't see it um uh when it was on uh on in the King's Cross Theatre. Um uh and it of um, started in the Suffolk Playhouse. I'm really upset because um oh. I really enjoyed listening to the album. Yes, it's good. It's so feel good. I mean, it's just oh, it's yeah. just it's full of energy and life and joy really isn't it it's such a nice thing to listen to especially when it's cold outside and you've been stuck indoors for a year it was quite it was the exuberance that i've i've been missing in my life definitely it's joyful joyful (laughs) okay so um obviously every week we summarize the plot of the show in 45 seconds um, so that you at home kind of get a little taste for, for what it is and what the story is about. So that as we talk about it, you, you know what's going on. And we're not just saying things at you. Um, quick tip, actually, for anyone who, um, if you ever want to listen to a musical and you can't see it and the, or there's no stream of it, uh, it is really good reading through the synopsis and uh, on Wikipedia and listening to the, the album. It is really good. It's quite a good way to do it. Yeah, read through, like uh, like an audiobook. Oh, I see, because you know Wiki- yeah. well, cause Wikipedia does that thing where it puts the song in brackets at the point at which in the story it comes, right? It does. Yeah. And that's a, it's a really good way to do it. I did it with Dear mm. Evan Hansen before it came out. Um and I've I've done it for all of these. Yeah, so Getty, you're going to you're going to do the plot. <coughs> Am I? Blimey. You're Aren't you all lucky? Now, last week, you know, was a fairly simple plot. That I managed, but because I hadn't seen the show and because I couldn't actually find the plot of the musical online anywhere, which was mm. so weird, I wanted to get as much information as possible in. So I ended up talking at 150 miles an hour. You did. Trying to cover it all. This week, the plot is pretty pretty thick. It's dense. It is dense. It is plot. very dense. So it's going to be tough. Too, there's to... so much happening all at once in, in this show. So it's it's going to be... Well, it's going to be tight. I don't know if I'm going to manage it, but we'll see. We'll see. <coughs> Did you hear that? Yep. Did you hear that? Yep. What? That was supposed to stop recording. What good is the mute button? <laughs> what? Okay. Well, that that's thrown me because I've done that in loads of meetings. <laughs> <laughs> have you really i've just seen it's recorded yeah i have yeah that's really embarrassing oh funny <laughs> oh no oh look at that i've opened my phone it's ready on 45 seconds okay oh, prepared right here you go the height of in the plot uh, <laughs> 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 what do they call that when you do that <sighs> the height of in the plot <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear. Um, the <laughs> plot of In the Heights as told by Getty Stringer. Okay, ready? Three, two, yeah. one. As Narvi introduces us to the residents of the corner of his world, Nina comes home from Stanford University, but because she's dropped out, she couldn't afford it. She then runs into Benny, and they reconnect, and they have their little love story starting. As Narvi wants Vanessa, but she wants to move away, Sonny asks Vanessa out for him, but despite the yes, he's worried about the future because of this. Nina then reveals the truth to everyone that she's dropped out. As Narvi finds that the bodega has sold a winning lottery ticket, and it turns out it belongs to the abuela. Kevin, Nina's dad, reveals that he sold the car business to pay for her tuition. Benny is angry about this and storms out, and Nina follows. At the club, Usnavi and Vanessa are dancing with other people to make each other jealous. Benny then punches a man who's dancing with Nina in a drunken rage. The power goes out and there's chaos. Usnavi goes home to Abuela and Nina and Benny spend the night together. Kevin is frantically looking for Nina and the bodega has been looted. And then Kevin eventually finds Nina, but who has come home and he's very angry as she was with Benny. Daniela tells everyone to calm down and stop it and then have a have a block party instead. As Navi reveals that the winner is Abuela to everyone, who as Navi then takes a third of the money and she said, and she's told to go back to the Dominican Republic. Sunny is getting another third. The abuela suddenly dies, and Nina resolves to accept her parents' money for the tuition in memory of her. Vanessa is, um, oh, I can't read my own writing. Vanessa kisses as Navi, realizing her feelings too late. Nina and Benny pursue a summer relationship. The next day, though, the corner has changed drastically as Navi decides to stay um, after the death of the abuela, and everyone is happy. 
I mean, that was one minute. That was about three minutes. One minute. No, it was about one minute 30. One minute 33, it says it. To be fair, that is, uh, I mean, one of the longest plots I've seen on Wikipedia. It's a show that isn't the usual linear two characters or whatever, how many go off and do the same thing for an hour and a half. And then it's the end of the show. You know, it's, it's a show that is about community and about people and about the lives of these people in this one place. And so ultimately it's about a group of people and there are different things going on with all these different group, these different people all the time. And so the plot is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot going on because there's just a lot going on in these people's lives at this moment in time. So yeah, it was hard. It was hard to try and kind of get out of my brain. I suppose it's quite similar to, um, and it has been, it's been described as this, but what's going on in my throat? And uh, it's been described as this. Let me try that again. (laughs) 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 You cannot write it. You cannot write it. <laughs> the timing of that was a joke. Oh, perfect. <clears throat> what an absolute joke. What? I mean. Oh, bless you. Sir. I've been trying to say this line for about four minutes. Two minutes now. <sighs> so it's been compared uh, by people, and I think rightly so, to Rent, the story. Because mm. I think if you're trying to describe Rent, and we will inevitably at some point, um, to someone. You would have to, you know, there's there's like six different storylines, six different character storylines going on. Yeah. Or like yeah. three, I suppose they double up, but like three major ones. So you'd probably Definitely. be there. Doing that in 45 seconds would be well, yeah. impossible. It's, it's, it, I suppose it's, it's when you're trying to tell a, a story that's about a community of people. You can't really do that in one character, two characters, can you? You know what I mean? You imagine if Rent was just about Roger and Mimi, Rent would not be Rent, would it? You know what I mean? And and, and in, in in the Heights, if you did it just about Nina, even it wouldn't be the same show because that's not what the show is about. Yes, these things happen and they're important to the story, but the show is about community and the people in that community and what it's like to interact with other people in a community such as that. It's such a hard thing to write as well. Mm. Um, we found I will I will talk about it because we found when we we wrote when we wrote Serial Cafe we had we tried to do we had ten characters basically and we tried to we had the main two who owned the shop the brothers who um, the brothers who owned the shop the mother and daughter who had their flat and they were going to be kicked out of it and then the community around it and writing that many characters and making people care about each one and being specific with them and and giving them the satisfaction of all having like a, a good character arc and tying it up at the end yeah is so it's really hard yeah it's it's really difficult uh but i think what's great about this is that you know it's done really really well and same with rent i i did read that it had um five different drafts though so they had a lot of um well and that was recorded that was before they even went that's before they even went to the to the arts theater off broadway so they had a lot of a lot of times to Mm. and that'll be that'll just be them i bet i bet there were more i bet there were more they just said five (laughs) because they would do you know what i mean well i'm surprised because that there's me you know saying about tying up um tying up storylines but the first version was 80 minutes Mm. so i i really wonder how they managed to maybe maybe it wasn't the full thing maybe it was just well they said it was a it was an 80 minute show one act yeah but that yeah but that so, was when he was at college he that was when yeah. he, he, he you know he wrote this in what 1999 when when he was at college in his sophomore year yeah the guy the guy isn't gonna write a two-hour musical whilst he's at college do you know what i mean i feel like no that's I not mean, that's not what i'm saying i'm saying i'm uh i'm just impressed oh yeah i see because yeah, yeah, yeah. i imagine Definitely. i imagine the 80 minute version for it to for a producer to go yeah come on let's make it longer probably yeah achieved more or less what it achieves now <laughs> but it was 80 yeah. minutes so just with probably with fewer songs that would probably be the yeah. bigger difference to be honest although it's interesting because i suppose what made it longer and what the biggest change between 
that college version and, and the off-Broadway version is the fact they got a book writer on board. So maybe maybe that that was the difference. The big difference was actually getting someone in who, who is able to write a book to a musical. So uh, music and lyrics, Lin-Manuel, Lin, I can't say, I can't speak, Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's his I've name. I've never struggled with that before, but I have today. Music uh, arrangement, Alex Lacamoire. By the man, and, uh, the myth, the, the legend. Who joined him, though, on orchestrations on the Broadway? Do you know? Oh, I do know. I literally knew that, and it's gone from Charlie my head. Charlie Ben No, Ben Sherman. Ben Sherman, that was it, yeah. I've pulled so that Alex out of nowhere. Look at that. Flipping. Boom. Boom. And the uh, book writer, I've written it down. Do you want me to say it? Chiara Alegria Udes. And as we said, Tom Thomas uh, Kale directed it. Uh, choreographer for the Broadway version. Um, Andy uh, Blanken Blanken Help me out. Blukemeyer. Is that I can't I can't remember. I I know it's the guy who choreographed Hamilton. Well, I can't God, remember how to say it now. Terrible. No, we're not. We love choreographers. We're, ter- <laughs> we're terrible choreographers. <laughs> I will. I'll be the first to say it. Uh, no, we love them. Andy Blankenbuehler uh, was the choreographer. Uh, the um the book whilst we, we and we were talking about the plot being quite dense, but we don't find it to be a problem. But it turns out that the critics are on the Broadway opening, it was the only thing they had to say bad about it. They just, they all seemed to dislike it because, well, they didn't like, not the show. They but said they were it saying was oversimplified stu- and unbelievable. And overstuffed. It was overstuffed. And yeah, so the LA Times said it was overstuffed and oversimplified. And uh, Clive Barnes um, of the NY Times, the New York Times said, um, sentimental and untruthful. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? And I did think to myself, Clive Barnes, the New York Times critic, very famous, and whatever he says would usually make or break a show. Um, how does he know whether it's untruthful? How many times has he spent living in a barrio in the, in, in the Washington Heights as a Spaniard? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, well, I mean, that is something, I, you know, I saw another one uh, from LA Times, maybe. I can't. I can't remember which one, but it basically said, yeah, it was good, but I couldn't understand the Spanish or the lyrics and the rap. And I was like, well, that's not that's on their you. fault. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, okay, is there a certain res- is there a responsibility for the director and obviously the creative team to make sure it's, and the actors, to make sure the words ping out and they're understandable mm. for the audience? Yes, of course it is. I think a lot of people, a lot of the people I spoke to about Hamilton said it, they found it too quick to Some of it. sometimes to keep up. But you can't critique a show for being Latin when it's no. a Latin show. No, I, I know. I did kind of read a lot of those and just think, I think it's a bit wrong to start saying it's untruthful when you don't know what the truth is because you've never lived it. You don't know what it's actually like. You can't be calling yeah. it untruthful. You can say something along the lines of it being quite a dense plot. You can, of course you can, because it is. There is a lot going on. But to start saying things like it's untruthful... Well, it depends if it's the broad it's not strokes your truth. of the... It depends if it's the broad strokes of the story in terms of, like, what's actually the, the events, or if he's talking about the actual dialogue in scenes and the responses between characters. You know, like... I mean, we've all watched a film, Maybe. we've gone... They but that's the acting. Say that. That's the acting, not the book. He's talking about the book there. I suppose, I suppose my point being is is that Lin-Manuel Miranda and I suppose Chiara Alegria Udes there it is um, will understand what it's like for Spanish Hispanic people, Latinx people what it's like for them to speak to each other. Way yeah, more true. Than Clive Barnes of the New York Times, who's very happy 100%. in his East Side Manhattan apartment, and that's why I I'm saying. Agree. And that's why I'm saying you can you can call them out for it. You could theoretically call someone out for a for a dense plot, for too much going on at once, if that's what you feel. But to start calling it untruthful when it's a truth that you don't have any idea about, is it just a bit like, come on, dude, you don't you don't know. 
you don't know you've never spent he might have done but i don't think he spent ever enough time in a hispanic culture to know what they actually are like speaking to each other or for things to actually happen yeah 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 but it seems so weird that so many people picked up on the book when they when they critiqued it because it's like the plot as we've highlighted it's about community it's a community-led show it's a group-led show there are main characters in inverting commas but it's it's a, about community so there's going to be a lot going on so it's kind of almost like when they talk about it being overstuffed it's like well have you missed have you kind of just missed the point a bit that actually yeah that's what it, it's meant that's the it's meant to be yeah, it's meant to be full of life and full of things and full of people and full of stories because that's what it's like you're, being you're in almost a supposed Hispanic to feel like Latinx you can't keep up. neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the music's like that, and so yeah, weird, weird. It's time for this week's quiz. This week's quiz is called No Me Diga. Does that sound Yeah. That sounds good. Does that man. sound okay? Yeah. So Getty, what 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 does this mean? What's happening? What does what's what the mean? score? What's the score? What's the hang on, what what do you mean? Is what what's what? What's the score? What's the score, Getty? <laughs> no, what's the what score is getting? I'll say what the score is. Go on. Your Tell me your, what the score is. You've got thirteen and a half. So do you. And I've got and I've got twelve. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Thunderous applause. So you're in the win. You're in the win. In for the you're, win. You're in the win. <laughs> Since you're in the lead, you get to yes. ask first. Do I? Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, right, okay. So, are you ready for your first question, Tom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, for this quiz, no me diga. Who or what? Was the character as Navi named after? <laughs> I've not got a clue. I've not got a clue. Have I, I, have, I, a clue. have I left? Have I left you all at sea there? Yeah, I. Is that a clue? Oh, it might be. Who's Navi? Hmm. Well, is this gonna be? I'm gonna kick myself on it. I don't know. Uh, do I know? You could work who, it out. Who, I think. Who is it named after? Who or what? Uh, who's Who's Navi? <laughs> Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think is Ursula. <laughs> I don't know why. I love it, but no, no, it um. Incorrect. As Navi was named after U.S. Navy boat. <laughs> Are you joking? No. Really? Yeah. As Navi is U.S. Navy. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I love yeah. um, etymology. I'll, I love names. When I'm yeah, and when I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm I'll tell you why. writing as well. I love. I love finding like a really good name but that you love why you'll love why ridiculous think about the, st- the show what the show's about it's that um he named it after a u.s navy boat uznave because or uznavi because um that was one of the first sites his parents saw coming to america from puerto rico of course. yeah they of course. saw the u.s navy written on the side of a boat how cool is that that is really cool isn't it and now makes complete sense. I was thinking, yeah. Lynn, what, what are you doing? But um, No, I know. But now I, <laughs> but ever since I've now seen I, that, now I I'm can, like, of course. Of course, but all I do see is US Navy put together. That's all I see now. <laughs> wow. I did think it looked slightly bizarre, but I thought it was just like mm. a Spanish... But Hispanic it was. Name. It didn't look... Does that make sense? It didn't look like... No, yeah, no, I get you. I get you. No. Classically Spanish. They're very good. Good one. Mm. Um, I've got a bit of an easier one for you. You're going to pull ahead in this one, I think. Okay. But that's okay. 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 You ready? Yeah. Uh, The show was put on in his sophomore year in 2000, an 80-minute one-act show. Yeah. Um, 
but what reviewer one reviewer referred to it as a something version of another show oh you were talking about that oh, okay fair i was going to ask you were you talking about the the rent thing uh, what was it what was the quote um what was it not a rap version of rent was it no a hip-hop a version blank. of rent a hip-hop yeah. version of yeah. rent that's it ding which is funny that so early on it was already getting kind of that label yeah yeah well i suppose at the time rent was quite, pretty yeah it was what three years old in the psyche pretty, it, yeah. was, it was in the zeitgeist yeah it was the it was the premiere of broadway theater wasn't it i wonder but if he's also I, I didn't see i wonder if how influenced by rent he was massively he talks about yeah. jonathan larson quite a lot does he i've not mm. seen yeah i didn't didn't read into that because Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda's um, directing um, the Tick Tick Boom musical for Netflix. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he is. I thought he was directing the film for this, but he's not, is he? No. He, he's doing the Tick Tick Boom. Pregunta <laughs> numero dos. In what year was the original slash earliest draft of In the Heights written? That we know of. <laughs> Do you mean the first time it was written? Yeah, yeah. Well, ninety-nine was when he when he wrote it for the first time. Ding 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 ding. His sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just said that in the question. You you did. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Great. It's very useful when you get a question after um. (laughs) You've asked a question with that answer in it. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it? It's me it's now. It's your turn sorry. to ask me. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, well, come on. Okay. Still haven't seemed to have grasped how these quizzes work yet. <laughs> I think I've got short-term memory loss. I'm pretty sure. Because I forgot. I just answered your question. Honestly, um, you're giving these people who listen to us such a weird version of yourself. These people think you don't know any names. You can't remember anything. You can't do any languages. You barely remember English. And now you've got short-term memory loss. Yeah. yeah it's just all an excuse really all excuses yeah so next question okay go um the show yes toured you know in 2010 it did uh but in november 2010 which city was the show uh, on. Which city did the show visit? <laughs> what city? Mm-hmm. The only thing I can guess that you, the reason that you're asking this question must mean it's San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah, it must be the Puerto Rico thing. It was Puerto Is Rico, it? yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Because it was cool, the cool. first ever Equity tour. Gosh, that threw me then. I was like, is he doing is he doing me dirty again? Is he just chucked in some random American? He looked up the calendar of the original tour, <laughs> chucked in. Your go. Good, good question, though. My go. Good question. Good, good question because that's a great fact, and I, I like the fact that he took it to San Juan. They took it to San Juan. That is. Yeah, it's great. Um, Didn't he do the same? It is San Hansen? Juan, right? Puerto uh, Rico. Yeah, but wait, it is San Juan though, isn't it? In Puerto Rico, I haven't. I'm not being just I, very wrong. I will. I? I will be honest. I just put Puerto Rico in my notes. Okay. But I can check for you right now. Cool. San Juan, Puerto Rico, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, San cool. Juan. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, you were taught. Did you just sing the West Side, West Side Story there? Yeah. Did you do that? Puerto Rico. It, yeah, because you know it's a very interesting thing Lin Manuel Miranda did, right? Do you know that you know the 2009 revival with Matt Kavanagh and um, Josefina Scoviglia? West Side Story. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know how it's half in Spanish. Mm. He, he Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, it's really hard to say. What what the hell? Um, Lin Manuel did the translations for that. Did he? Yeah. God, he's got his fingers in so many pies. Literally, so many pies, right? And well, that 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 was after In the Heights. In the Heights got him that gig because Sondheim was gave him Sondheim gave him permission to do it. Basically, that's very cool, isn't it? That's very cool, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's really cool hearing hearing West Side Story sung in Spanish is very cool. It's very cool, right? Anyway, 
back to today's show, which is In the Heights. Question number three, Tom. How many months did it take for In the Heights to recoup its $10 million investment? So now you throw me there. Have I? You throw me because because I thought it was... I thought it was... The, t- the number 10's thrown me. I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for my gut. I'm going to say yeah. 10 months. You would be ten correct. Months. Is it 10 months? Because you said yeah. the number 10. I then thought in my head, oh, have I seen 10 as the number there? Mm. Or have I seen it later? No, no, you did well. But it was 10 well. months. No, ten. it was $10 million. $10 million in 10 dollars. Damn. In 10 months. Mean, that's, that's a lot in, of... That's a lot of investment as well, though. That's, that's yeah, pretty I know, deep. Right? Deep pockets. Deep pockets. Deep show. That's also like, you know, a few years ago. So account for inflation and that's some pretty serious stuff. <laughs> and that's even more money. <laughs> yeah. Some pretty go. Yes. serious. Good job. Well done. Well done, bro. Two out of three. Months. Good job. Wow. Yeah, that's Good not job. bad, is it? That's not bad. No. And also like the US Navy boat one, that was that, that's just a bit of, that's a tidbit of... Well, when you sit on the sea, is... honestly, all I could think was Ursula. Weird. <laughs> Why? When you think of the sea, I does your brain go because... to Ursula? Because I thought you, and I was like, what's you? And then I thought Lin-Manuel, and then I thought Disney, and then I thought Ursula. I, I, I get it. I get it. That's, uh, yeah, fair play. <laughs> that's my, that is I'll, I'll give you that. That is exactly what I'll my brain that. did. It's a good bit of logic. But I thought, why on earth would he I'll, name... I'll why would he name her Ursula? That would be weird. Him, Ursula. Yeah. Okay, final question. The show eventually made its way to <laughs> to the West End in uh, yeah. 2015. Yeah, it won four Olivier's. Yeah, uh, which is pretty amazing actually. I didn't I didn't actually realize. Um. Uh, yeah, won four Olivier's. Uh, best musical, best choreo by Adrian McConey, best music and best actor in a musical. Um, and it ran. Uh, for uh. For a long time, it had four extensions. Okay. Yeah. But how long was the original run meant to be? Four months. Yeah. Boom. Very good. Yeah, it was four months. Four months. Which is pretty... I mean, it ended up basically running for, I think, almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was well, wasn't it? Uh, 15, like a year and a half, year and a half actually. Year and a half. But like that's what how many how many months are in a year and a half? That's 12, that's uh, that's uh, that's 18 months and it was meant to be 4 months. So that's months. four times it's that's four that's, so that's over four. Yeah, that's over four times its original run. Well, how long it's really meant to good. run. Mad. That's crazy cool. I'm so gutted I didn't so annoyed I didn't see it. Um yeah, me too. Well, we were, we were we were at uni. In Birmingham, I was I was at GSA. I remember because I, I just didn't. Oh, oh yeah, basically. that's true. That's true. You were first the, term the, as last well. year. First term, mm. which is mm. just like a baptism of fire. Um, yeah, well done. So you, Scott's on the doors at the end of that. Uh, you've got Alan Bennett's in the 16... house. Uh, no, we need Matt Hayden for that. Uh, you've got yeah, sixteen do. and a half. Sixteen and a half mm-hmm. points away i've got 14 14 uh that's slightly concerning i was winning two weeks ago for two episodes ago when it was just us but alas i fall back the guests have thrown you guests yeah they've thrown me off my off my off your course uh, for a free theater ticket well as always next week. What's your favourite song and why? Getty, what's your favourite song and, uh, and why? Mi canción favorita es Paciencia y Fe. Right. 
And why? Clear. <laughs> I don't know what you said. My favorite song is Patientia y Fe. Oh, yes. Yes. Patience <laughs> and faith. Patience and faith. Sorry, I patience just I just read it as patience and faith. I just read the brackets. I know how lazy is that. Um uh, yeah, lovely. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good choice. Thank you. It's nice um, that that comes after, you know, straight after nine thousand uh nine yeah, the busyness. I of think that. that song is. I think it's just. I think it's stunning. Too hot, like crazy word. I don't know. But it is. It is. It's great. It's so fantastic because I. I like like I like Hispanic culture, and I I haven't been anywhere south in South America or like to Cuba or anywhere like that. Been to Spain many many times and. One of my mum's best friends is half Spanish. And, you know, she talks about her abuela and how, and her mum as well, about being quite fiery and very kind of like over exuberant and full of life and just always willing to just say what it, to do what it says on the tin and just get on with it and, and be, I don't know, pa- and be passionate at the same time, right? And I just, I got all of that from that song. I got it all. And I just thought it was perfectly timed song, if you know what I mean, where, as you were just saying, when, when it comes in the show. And you get everything. You get a, you get a, it's just hard to, I'm finding it hard to describe really, but I do think it's just a really well-written song for that character. <clears throat> you get the emptiness of it. You know, you get the musical theater of it. And then it's mixed in with the cube, like the the Cuban or certainly latin i should say latin music the the merengue or salsary sambari stuff and it it was just so it's just so well written it's I interesting it. i really liked it <clears throat> you know what's interesting actually speaking about west side story bearing mm. in mind the people who wrote the two shows i mm. think it's fascinating that one of them has a you know has the musical number america which is basically yeah. a massive critique of puerto rico yeah and why coming over here is so good. And then you've got this yeah. one, which is kind of basically almost like the similar song about coming over on the boat to America, seeing it for the first time mm. and adapting, yeah. but also how beautiful that process was. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and and to do that though, but to do that with the Latin music, as opposed to doing it with a musical theater sound a fully musical theatre sound like Breathe or um, Inutil, which are musical theatre songs and they don't really have the same, le- like they don't have the same Latin feel in the music. But to do that kind of song that you've just suggested, but using the music of her heritage yeah, is so smart. It's just so smart because it's being like, this is how far I've come. And the process was so hard, was hard, but it was beautiful. And I learned a lot. But I'm never, and but the music being Latin all the way through underneath shows you to us as the audience just how she's never getting rid of her heritage, despite all that. You know, it's just great. I loved it. Um, yeah, really good choice. I, you know what, I went. What's yours? Tell me yours, Tom. I went for maybe it's a bit basic. Sorry, everyone. I did go for breathe though. I did go for breathe. It's good. It's an essential part of human life. But also, I just think, I think, uh, you know, where we are in our life, uh, that's sort of the one that I could relate most to for probably obvious reasons. But like, um, the, uh, you know, talking about getting kicked out of university and kind of the expectations of your parents and not wanting to let them down and carrying that. I just burden. want to make it clear that Tom Tom did not get kicked out of university. I want to make that. Clear. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just talking about that that weight that you carry at that age. No, I know. I'm joking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Particularly when your parents are putting you through 
university um yeah but also i just i actually love the mix of um the latin lyrics the spanish yeah i love i love the spanish lyrics coming in um and he actually does this Limanuel's so good at it and this is probably why he's so good at it in in moana he's great he does this amazing thing where he doesn't um in pocahontas and stuff they they take uh english lyrics and they kind of match it to the sound of uh the culture that they're trying to write for what he yeah. does really well is he seamlessly and he does it in moana he does it in this with the backing he gets the the language of the culture that there's that's singing that the music's from and just mm. expect he just says to the audience this is you won't understand this lyrically you won't understand the words but the music will tell you what you need to know yeah and it's really great yeah. and that's why i really like breathe because it, it adds so much and also it's that it's that you know it's her past she's coming back home she's coming back from being kicked out from stanford and mm. she's almost being warmed by these latin you know these spanish lyrics yeah welcoming her back yeah. um well it's also sorry i just love that i love the. Oh, sorry i was going to say in in light of what we just spoke about with the with abuela um, with her heritage being so staunchly in in the Latin music, I think it's clever then that we have someone who was from this this neighborhood, this Latinx neighborhood, went away to Stanford, you know, an American university, and she comes back, and we've just had it in the Heights, which is full of this explosive Latin music, and it's full of life, and then we get um, Breathe, which is a very musical theater sounding song. You know, she is an American, she's an American girl now. Yeah, she, exactly. But then, as you say, the Latin, yeah. the, the Spanish lyrics come in and it brings her back home. Yeah. Smart. And she well, she says it in the lyric as well. And that's the T. And that's the T. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. But also just like the word, you know, breathe. I don't know. It's, it's the thing is, it seems so simple, but, you know, he sat and he decided this is the word I want to use for, to, express what she's feeling and the e mm. you know the e vowel is so such a calming soft vowel to sing yeah charles hart um he does it in uh, in music of the night he goes um where you want to be da -da -da -da. only then where you belong to me it's like that it's almost i don't know why but there's something about the e vowel that's really comforting and it what's really cool is he does mm. this bit where he goes um she she sings breathe and then the moment where she's singing about i think down she she sings the word down like letting her parents down i can't remember the exact lyric um mm. and she hold and that's the the one of the very few other ones that's held and that owl sound is really gross and makes you feel a bit uncomfortable and it's 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 piercing um yeah it's piercing and then she goes and then that i think it stops i think she sings the down and then it stops and then she goes straight back to the breathe and it's like it's almost like onomatopoeia, isn't it? It's like, yeah, just yeah. saying it and holding it makes I think, you. I think what this stop. I think what this proves is that Brett, we've been watching far too many of your TikTok videos, um, and we are starting to think of uh, musical theatre songs from a songwriter's perspective, um, or just like putting so... some work in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so whose line is it anyway? Well, uh, where's it gone? I had it up on here. Okay, you ready? So this is from a song. Just, this is from a song. And it's I love it. When I heard this for the first time, I was like, <laughs> well, actually, I heard it and I thought, is that seriously a lyric? And then the more I've listened to it, <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. Um, so here mm. we go. You ready? Yes. Shut up. Go home and pull your damn pants down. As for you, Mr. Frodo of the Shire, 96 G's ain't enough to retire. Well, one would simply have to go with... Um... I've forgotten who sings it. Do you want it again? Yeah. Shut up. Go home and pull your damn pants down. Oh no, 
pull your damn pants up. <laughs> don't, pull, don't pull them down. <laughs> don't do that. Did I say that in the last you one? You said oh. down last time. Yeah, you It's because of damn. I did. I, I, I alliterated. Oh, I just can't help myself. Pull your damn pants up. Uh, as for you, Mr. Frodo of the Shire, 96 Gs ain't enough to retire. I'm going to have to say... Oh, I'm going to say... Um, Benny. <laughs> Thank you, was Benny. It Uznavi? Um, no, it was... It, yeah, Uznavi, yeah. Sunny. Uznavi. Oh, it was Uznavi. I, yeah, I, yeah. It's in $96,000, right? It is, yeah. The song. And it's, the, it's his first sort of I just big couldn't response. remember which one sings it. Yeah. Because I, I think he, called, I he, he refers to Lord of the Rings it. earlier in it. Or Frodo earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what? He does it in the Heights. And because he loves musical theatre and he's such a stagey mofo. Yeah. He has a line that's um, that he says, it's too darn hot, like my man Cole Porter said. Nice. In the beginning. Nice. How cool is that? Right? That is cool. Yeah. It's Gavin, everyone. Oh, we should cool. say it's Gavin. It's Gavin. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> Gavin! Ryan! There you wow. go. I'm honoured. Yeah. I'm honoured. <laughs> How are not? you? I could, you know, I, I've moved back to London. I've gone, I moved back to London on Wednesday. So. I'm coming back in May, end of April, early May. Where, so, where are you based in London? At the moment, nowhere. <laughs> no. Nowhere. At the oh, moment, you... he is, he's in Dublin. Oh, I thought you may I'm... have, um, you know, gone home and had a flat somewhere or something i haven't no yeah no i i i, I left i had all my stuff stolen from my flat oh god so oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm not going back there <laughs> um yeah it, it it is it is um tom's favorite segment stage fright um and we've um it is the reason we have gavin on today specifically is for um well i mean i don't i'm not even sure which one you're gonna tell <laughs> um so oh, i know which one i'm telling okay good 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 so I'm, I'm looking forward to it but yeah um i mean yeah i mean the floor is yours gavin the floor is yours if you want to uh tell us your okay statement. okay um so i'll just you know set the scene set the scene for you guys build it up so i was doing a uh, panto two years ago here in dublin um oh, the uh, yeah she was the, the year before i'd gone to ram and i was doing um robin hood and i was playing robin hood and we were it, it ran for about three months the show and this was like post christmas we're maybe seven weeks into the run at this stage and uh, you go into like autopilot mode at this stage you go into autopilot mode and it's like it <laughs> <laughs> you're going into autopilot mode and it was a sunday matinee and it was the end of a 12 show week like post christmas like i mean it was like you're really, and Sunday nights are the big nights out and your mind is just so elsewhere when you're on stage. Like you couldn't be thinking about further away than what your lines are. So um, I decided before the show, I was like, you know what? I'm getting a McDonald's uh, in between shows today. I'm going to get a McDonald's in between the shows and yeah, that's it. That's done. It's sorted. I'm excited. Like I'm buzzing. This is going to be great. So anyway, a couple of scenes in or whatever, and uh, I'll go on grand, fine. And we get to like the third scene. And this is when Maid Marion, the girl I was playing opposite, comes out onto stage and she finds, you know, the book that reveals that, you know, the prophecy of of who should be the real true king, you know, classic Panther storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Comes out with the book and she's like, tells this story. And I meant to take the book off her, go down stage left and be like, oh, Marion. You're a genius. It's very simple, like not too much to it. That's like all I have in this scene. So I take the book, I go down stage left, and I go, oh, Marion, you're a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like so out of it. And like, I, I'm, and here's me waiting for the response. And then like, and then I so, dawned on me why like nothing's happening. And I just, you know, when you rise up your eyes, just like meet the audience and you're like, as wide as they can possibly go. And everyone, it's silent. It's like a pin drop. You know, the, the moments in TV shows, you hear a pin drop and then everything erupts laughing. 
And that's exactly what happened. I look around, my classmates are on the floor. They're rolling around. The audience are like, what is going on? What's happening? <laughs> it took them two minutes. And like, because when I was playing, you know, the, that sort of like princey role or whatever, I was told, you know, like, don't ad lib, stick to the script. There's other people that do the funny bits. Like, mm. you know, you ruin the effect for children, whatever. So I just stood there for about two minutes taking this abuse from my castmates who were just going off script just letting off at me and I, I just had to stand there and just wait it out until eventually they were like right enough about Big Max do you want to say your line properly Gavin and I was like okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh my god yeah That's so that was that was uh, the biggest line blunder I've probably ever made you go you go with your ears just become trained you hear a cue and you just say you just automatically say whatever's meant to be said and well when I tell you when we were in the green room in between shows and people were watching me eating my Big Mac it was (laughs) it was a rupturous occasion I honestly there you go there's my stage fright I had forgotten that was the one that you were um you were going to tell and then as soon as you started talking about panto i was there and i just the thought of you just (laughs) you're a big mac (laughs) just makes it oh it's so funny like the biggest like oh marion you're a big mac (laughs) (laughs) definitely um all right we have to get on with finishing the show oh lads thanks for having Um, me on that was so funny it's good to um properly meet you Outside yeah, of- you too, Tom. And I'm sure hopefully now over the summer we'll meet in person. I hope so. Fingers That'd crossed. Be nice. Yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Listen, lads, yeah. best luck with the, be- the rest of the show and thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. Speak Lots soon. of love, fellas. Thank you so See much. See you later, Bye. lads. Bye. That was so good. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> you're a big me. man. <laughs> thing is, it sounds like a punchline. It sounds like it's. I bet half the audience were like, "Oh, have I missed something that someone said yeah. earlier?" Like, "Where's the yeah?" Definitely. What was the joke? Oh. Especially if he sold it, like if it because he was so sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I like, if I was watching, know, I'd be like, "Oh, I must have missed the joke." Oh, yeah, I must have missed the McDonald's joke earlier. Hmm. Okay, uh, sure. just like weird, examining the weird book. One, but... Like, is that is that yeah, McDonald's yeah, yeah. book? Is that a recipe book or something? What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, lovely. Great, good episode. Enjoyed yeah. that massively. Good show. Me too. As we, uh, we, it got us out of a bit of a funk, I think, didn't it? It really? did. It did. It did. It did. So, um, so that was the show. <laughs> that was the show. Uh, and as always, if you uh, if you want to contact us, uh, you can reach out to us on um, at show underscore show underscore pod and you can send us a message there and give us a follow that's our instagram uh, or send us an email at show show pod at gmail.com um you know again we're totally up for hearing from anyone about anything so uh, send us an email it's good to connect in times like these um and that, I mean, that's it. You're that's, such a weirdo. You're such it. a weirdo. I mean, I, I appreciate it. It's good. It's it's keeping the listeners guessing. They don't know which Tomling they're going to get at any point of this show. I mean, no, I've I not been, you know, not been able to perform for about a year and a half. So got to get that out that's somewhere. Got to get it somewhere. Somewhere. Hello, Mr. Ball. Hello, Mr. Brother. That's terrible. I've been Tom. And I've been Getty. And, and that was in the Heights. Goodbye! Goodbye!